I don't care if it's a week, two, four, six, seven, eight. Who do we appreciate? LeBron James. That's who y'all got to start, start appreciating. And you got to stop disrespecting this man. You got A.J. Brown, who's a legit number one. And you got Julio, who's a legit number one. One of them dudes got to get double teamed. Who going to get double teamed? And whoever gets double teamed, the other one gets the ball. The same is with, no pun intended, with full of pride. You ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what it do, baby? It is your boy, Pride. Welcome to another episode of the Pride Podcast. I promise y'all, it's not Wednesday. Or, I'm sorry, it's not Monday. It's Wednesday. <laughs> we got my boy Mike in the in on the show. How you feeling, my guy? I'm feeling great, man. Mm. So used to Mondays, and that's just Wednesday cracking. Right? It feels it, it, it low-key feels uh it feels weird. It feels like my week is all messed up because you know. Cause you're here. Um, I'm usually at work. Just watching. Uh, Gritty and Yuki with the comment: A, guess who got the dub in OT? Live your life, live your best life. I can't brag about our win because we were on a bye and we got to come off this bye, beat the shit out of the Colts, then after that, beat the shit out of the Bills and move on. But before we even get into any of that. Hey, the Niners yeah. playing well, man. The Niners playing well. Yeah, bro. Um, they have been. Um, real quick, let's recap before we give our Thursday night predictions. Let's recap on um on what happened Monday night. Oh man, what a what a time to be alive, bro. What a fucking time. Um, I had the Cardinals. You had the Rams. Rams handled their business. Matthew Stafford, twenty three for thirty two eighty three. With three touchdowns, Kyler Murray, look, he had an interesting day, right? Yeah. 32 for 49, 383 yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions, which wasn't, you know, it very was, it's interesting to say the least. Um, Mike, obviously you had the Rams, so how hyper are you when they got the win? Um, I wasn't. Too hype. I was hyped because you know I was right. That's pretty much it. But um it it was it was nice seeing the Rams be the actual good team. And uh to see, I, I really love to see Odell Beckham continue to prove that he can still play. And you see Baker Mayfield still Baker Mayfield and um OBJ last three games he scored three touchdowns. So I'm loving I'm loving it. OBJ proving everybody wrong, and now everybody, every time I tune into ESPN, everybody is silent. I don't hear nothing. Like all the attention just went towards Baker Mayfield. So, yeah. I'm, um. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Now, go ahead. Finish. No, nah, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. I watched the game, um, and even though Kyler Murray has two picks, uh, one of them was deflected by Aaron Donald. So I'm not gonna. Yeah. I think that was the I, I think it was the first pick that that happened. Uh, Second pick was his was completely Calumary's so. fault. Oh. He's got away that one. But I will say this: um, watching that game, for me, the Rams finally ran the ball. Sonny Michelle had twenty touches, bro. Yeah, like I, I I forgot to mention that too. They finally yeah, bro, decided like, to um to run the ball. You, you know what I mean? Like twenty touches, like. You're you're letting him run the clock right now. The end of the game, in terms of the clock management, question questionable at best. But I will say this: Rams did what they had to do. Um, a couple comments from Greedy and Yuki. First and foremost, do you think Washington is similar to the Ravens because of COVID? I'm assuming you mean the teams, right? Like in terms of the the team, the talent on the teams. Not really. I do still think the Ravens do have the better roster. Yeah, but but without Lamar Jackson, it's kind of like you can't say, say that because with Tyler, because honestly, they almost beat the Browns yeah. with Tyler Huntley. I'm just yeah, throwing that out there. I'm saying like Lamar Jackson is is I guess you can say elite, but you look at uh Heineken and Huntley, they kind of in the same you can say in the same group. But I would I would say like they're Heineken, okay, but you're yeah, not gonna they, trust them to take care of the promise. Yeah, they can they can they can beat a team. They can they can upset a team. So I'm saying if you take out Lamar Jackson. Then yeah, it's it's the same roster because Washington got 
some decent receivers. Same with Baltimore. They defense good. Ravens defense solid. So, I, yeah, I, I agree with the comment. I, I think they're the same if you take out Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Um, Cooper Cup, um, 13 receptions, 123 yards. Um, Odell, six think, receptions, 77 I, yards. I think he might. He might can win. I mean, I, I want to see somebody else win MVP outside of the quarterback. I'll be honest with you. If, if you're telling me to pick a non-quarterback, yeah, I believe it's a two-man race between um, Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup. And I'm I'm gonna go with Cooper Cup just because Cooper Cup's been doing it for all year. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, um, Van Jefferson had two touches for 58 yards. Um, he also had a rush. You know, they they kind of give him a rush. Um, one he had one rush for 10 yards. Um, another question, Mike from Gritty and Yuki, which is very interesting for the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Do you think they're gonna finish seven and ten? Or eight and nine by the end of the season. And before you say anything, let me pull yeah, up yeah, pull their up the schedule, schedule so I can list off their schedule to see how you think they will fare. So, first and foremost, they are currently, by mamas, currently they're seven and six. Okay. That's their record right now, seven and six. This is their remaining schedule. Sunday, they play the Broncos. That's probably going to be a W. Right. But the Broncos Next, defense is, you know. I think the Bron- – honestly, I, I I think the Bengals will have, get this win. Yeah. Then after that, they got the Ravens, which I don't know if Lamar is going to play. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? Because even though he's playing, you know, because he is playing Sunday, he, re- he gets re-injured. Now, now we're looking at something completely different. So the Ravens, then after that, they play the Chiefs. Then they end the season playing the Browns. So, honestly, it can go either way. I I think think nine and eight. Nine and eight. I think nine and eight. So who 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 you got? I think I got them beating the Broncos and the Browns. I'm going to say they lose to the Ravens because I'm going to go along the lines that the injury to Lamar Jackson is not serious and it's something, you know, minor. Mm -hmm. So with that, I'll give the Ravens a close win. To me, that one's tough, but I give the Ravens a close win. And I think the Chiefs are going to blow the doors off the the Bengals. So for me, at the last four games, I got them two and two, which kind of brings them uh, from seven and six to nine and eight. That's how I, I look at them. I can agree with that because I, I do think the Ravens and the uh, – you said the Chiefs, right? Yes. Yeah, both of those probably a loss. I do think they probably can beat the Browns twice. No, they played the Browns once, right, and the Broncos. Yeah, I think they can beat the yep, Broncos. Bron- it goes Browns. Broncos, Ravens, Chiefs, Browns. Yeah, I, I agree with you. That and eight. Yeah. Yeah, so um, it's going to be very, very interesting how their, their season finishes up. Um. But I mean, look. Let me ask you a question regarding the Rams. Um, obviously, they were going through some some trials and tribulations, you know. And there's a point last week people didn't even consider them a legitimate, like um, a legitimate Super Bowl team. Yeah. But this win over the Rams, or I'm sorry, over the Cardinals. Do you believe that this is enough to at least keep them in the Super Bowl <laughs> title conversation? I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna say yes, just just alone that if I just hope that Shaman Vase watch this game and be like, we are really unstoppable if I decide to run the football. I got a quarterback who can make plays, my defense good. If we run the football, we not we can we can't be stopped. Cause you're not one dimensional. You got the passing game and the running game. So if they stick to that, they this team can be real scary. Right. And on top of that. Um, some of the nice clean looks that um, that uh, Matthew Stafford had came off some play action, which again opens up in what a lot of people have been screaming the whole time. When you have when you have a run, like when you know you establish the run and utilize the play action, mm-hmm. it opens so much more for you. And he got up. three good receivers: Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham, and Jefferson. So, and, and I, I'm I'm telling everyone, bro, Van Jefferson 
I don't know if he'll be a superstar, but at the bare minimum, he's going to be a star. Yeah. At the bare minimum, he's going to be a star. Um, Chiefs and Chargers play tomorrow. Uh, it is, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it's in L.A. Um, it's going to be, yep, it's going to be in L.A. Um, they're both in the same division. This is a very important game for both. Both of these teams. Um, it's a it's really a situation where, in terms of their division, um, really one game is separating them. You know, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I want to make let me make sure I'm right on that. Yep. So the Chiefs are nine and four, yeah, and the Chargers are eight and five. Yeah. So this is very important for them. Because for all we know, this potentially could decide who wins the division. This potentially could, especially if the Chargers win, it's going to make things interesting. And the Chiefs can, you know, if the Chiefs handle their business and win, it's going to be very, very interesting. Um, as of right now, the Chargers are the, they're underdogs. And mm-hmm. uh, if you put them on the money line, they're a plus 140. Um, in terms of the spread, they're plus three. So... Let me ask you, who you got winning, the Chiefs or the Chargers? Um, I want to say a, I want to say an upset. I want to go with the Chargers, but I believe the Chargers beat them beginning of the season, right? Yes, they did. So I'm I'm going with the Chiefs. I think Patrick Mahomes gets his revenge. I think they're on a the high street right now, so I think they stop uh, the Chargers and get the W. Mm. Um, I'm I'm with you there. Um, and the reason I'm picking the Chiefs is simply because when they played, when the Chiefs and Chargers first played, this was a different Chiefs team. This defense yeah. was horrible, and the offense was messing up because they were trying so so hard to overcompensate for the defense. Yeah, the defense has stepped up, and again, and this is what I'm saying. This yeah, doesn't have to be. Good. Yeah, this defense doesn't have to be all world. All they need to do. Is one thing and one thing only. Those, 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 you know, the we just gotta be optimistic or opportunistic. That's what I'm looking for. They need to be opportunistic. They need to be able to, you know, someplace hold it down. That's all they need to do. As long as they do that, they're gonna give their offense that's extremely high powered a chance. And now that the defense is stepping up, um, Patrick Holmes coming off, what was it, five touchdowns he threw against the Raiders? They they he killed the Raiders. Right. So Coming off of that, I genuinely believe that this will be the the Chiefs kind of revenge game in a sense, you know, because yeah. you got to remember, and I'm not going to lie, I was one of the people, I was saying, is it possible that, you know, this year the Chiefs are just going to have to take the year off? Because we the legitimate question was, can this defense step up? Now, obviously they have. So now that the defense has stepped up, the offense doesn't always have to yeah. do, you know, Bust every single time. I, you know I, mean? I was one of those, I was one of the people too. I was I was basically you know saying the defense. I felt like Patrick Mahomes needed a, another target outside of Tyreek Hill and, and Kelsey. I just felt they need just one more receiver just just to help him out. Yeah. Uh Greeting Yuki with the comment. How the hell do you allow 48 points? This ain't college football. And you're right. Like, I'll be honest, after the third touchdown, that team, the, the Raiders defense looked completely and utterly demoralized. They, they got some players on the defense. They, they 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 look demoralized. They look like, you know what, we don't care anymore. I don't know. And I don't blame them. The I don't they, blame them. They start off so good and then they just crumble. And and that's it's a shame. It, it really is a shame. Um but I you know I'm with you. Um I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. Um I do like the Chargers. I really yeah. do. But I, again I love, this is a Chiefs um, team Herbert. that's yeah, this is a Chiefs team that's starting to figure it out. Yeah. So, you know, if 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 we were talking about the same Chiefs team that was struggling, you know, I get it. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's an upset, though. I would not be surprised if the Chargers Oh, no, no. To me, it's going to be a close game. Uh, real quick. So, in response to um, the, uh, the rising COVID-19 cases, um, the Ontario government – is reinstating the capacity limits for larger venues. Um, games for the Toronto Maple Leafs, Ottawa Senators, and Toronto Raptors 
will now be limited to 50% capacity. Now, we need that's something people need to pay attention to. Because if Toronto, if, if they're starting that in Canada, yeah, there's a legit chance it might leak back into the NBA to the, the, the normal every everyday NBA. Yeah. So just throwing that out there. That is something they need to pay attention to. Last comment before we move on. The whole situation with John Gruden and Henry Ruggs, honestly, F them in the A, which they mean fuck them in the ass. It did. <laughs> it really did. Because, and honestly, I'll be, I, honestly, I just think it was really all that stuff. I thought they were going to be able to write it. But, you you know, trying to do positives, you know, trying to constantly, you know, have a positive um, outlook on nothing but negative, you know, situations that's happening, eventually you're going to run out of steam. That's just kind of the way it is. The Lakers have had internal conversations about trading Russell Westbrook, um, which no shit. Um, I don't know why people are surprised by this. And it's adorable. People are now saying, oh, my God, well, Russell, look look, look at his stats, you know. And I'm like, congratulations. He's, he's not only is he, quote, stepping up, but he's stepping up to have the Lakers be a 500 ball club. They're essentially a 500 ball club yeah. at this point. So um, in terms of the conversation they have had of trading him, Mike, is this a good idea? Uh. Yes, it's a good idea. Before the show started, I was I was sitting here trying to come up with trade packages. Like, who can I, who can I trade Russ for to get some back? I could not think of nothing. Like, I went through all the teams. I was like, oh, they he don't they don't need Russ. They don't need Russ. And the only teams I could I sit down and thought about it was the Detroit Pistons and the New York Knicks. And the only reason with Detroit is maybe you can you can trade Russell. And try to get a um a Jeremy Grant flip. And with with the Knicks, maybe you can try to find a way to trade Kimba, switch Kimba and Russell Westbrook. Other than that, I could not think of not one trade for Russell Westbrook. I'm telling you this right now. Um, and maybe I, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm being a little messed up. But at this point. Uh, by the way, Gritty Yuki with the comment. Um, I'm not surprised Westbrook is going to get traded. Send to the Pelicans. That's another. Look, that's another team. But that the, the thing is, he's not going to fit clean anywhere. That's just kind of a fact. We need to, you know, there's no perfect fit for him. Now, I will say this. I will say this. In terms of um, the them just having the conversations, I said this before. It is a bad idea to have a conversation if you're not serious on trading Russell Westbrook. Yeah. You want you cannot with Russell Westbrook sit have these conversations and first think he's not gonna find out. Let's just get that shit out the fucking way. Right? There's no way he's not gonna find out. Because Russ is a dude, if he hears this, he's gonna go and ask, hey, what the fuck is going on? Especially <laughs> considering they brought him in to be a very important piece, right? So me personally, I don't think they should be having any conversations like this unless you're going to do it. Because here's the problem with that. Russ ain't like the young kids. Yeah. You know, last year or, or the year before last, they had all the young kids and they had, you know, they had Lonzo and, and, and Kyle Kuzma and Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart. You know, they were going to get traded and then they came back and they were like, okay, we'll be all right. If, if you think Russ really going to come back, like what history from <laughs> Russ's playing career has he ever been? Oh, I'm straight. Okay. All right. I'll be, I'll be a good noodle. Like, you know, I'll fall in. Like he's never done that. You know, this is, the, this is a guy who's in his mind is already a made man. Yeah. You know, like in Russell Westbrook's mind, I'm a made man. And if I win a chip, cool, but I don't give a shit if we're going to be honest. Right. So, for me, I don't think it's a good idea to have these internal conversations unless you're actually going to do it, you know? Like, I don't think it should just be like, hey, do you think this is a good idea? Yeah. It should be more along the lines of, if we're having the conversation, we, we need get to move on, and now we need to start looking at teams to trade him. Because if, if Russ finds this out, and he goes and asks, 
I guarantee he's gonna be like, yo, what the fuck is going on, man? Like just a few months ago, I was the missing piece. Now you're yeah. trying to get rid of me. Like, you know, like in his mind, he's like, but, yo, make your mind up. But we all know he was the scapegoat. But um I was just thinking while you were talking, one team that I feel like it'd be perfect for Russell Westbrook and perfect for the Lakers is the Pacers. Russell Westbrook for Malcolm Brogdon and Miles Turner. I don't think it'll be Malcolm Brogdon. Because they don't want to, I don't think they don't want to get rid of Malcolm Brogdon. They'll, they'll they want to get rid of Karis Levert though. Or you can do so if you swap um Brogdon for Levert, I might yeah. like that. I might like well, that. So you so you have Westbrook and Brogdon at the one and two. Yes. Because Sabonis, I think Sabonis and Westbrook would be a nice one to um punch in, in Indiana because he liked the big who can pick and roll. And that's like kind of Sabonis. Like he rust. Yeah, he'll, treat him, he'll treat him like he did to Steven Adams. Yeah. With the occasional opportunity of giving him a three or two. Yeah. That, you know, that, that that's kind of how I see him as Sabonis fitting. Grin and Yuki with the question Do you think Westbrook should retire? Mike, I'm going to let you answer this first. I don't, I don't think he should retire. I just I just think he he needs to he need a team that he can he can just thrive on. He can't pair him up with a with a superstar is just not going to work because we've seen time and time again he wants the ball in his hand. He wanna he wanna do the he wanna run the offense. So he need his own team, right? And that's why I said the Pacers he can run his own team. He don't have to worry about he can be the one A. But they probably not going to win too many games, but. He can still post the triple doubles, maybe get you a seven seed. But we've seen time and time again LeBron James, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Paul George. It haven't worked out for us. So he don't he oh go ahead. And, and you're right. And you're right. And that is the problem for me. Do I think he should retire? I'm gonna tell you this right now. If his only if if his only reason right now for playing is to win a ring, yeah, retire. Period. But, but I think I think he home, he need to he need to get Carmelo. Like one one some somebody not gonna pick him up for one year. He needs to humble himself. Like this is not my game. Number. I got to change up if I want to win a championship. And, so. and and right and that's the thing. Like honestly, I don't believe uh, Russell Westbrook. And this is just me. I don't think he's he will ever win a ring. Um, just because that's not him. You know, he, he still think he's the superstar. He think he's one A, the the number one option. In reality, he's not. He just not. Which is right, and and that's a bad, that's a bad mentality to consistently have when you've consistently shown you're not that guy anymore. Turnover machine can't shoot huge turnover machine. So it just right, like like look like like. So I'm just like because a lot of people were like, oh my goodness, you know, Russ is so amazing. Russ is great. Russ does everything you need to. Now here comes, you know, if you don't like Russ, da, 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 da. and I'm like, bro, like, look, man, the last game, right, uh, against the Magic, he had 19 points, and they're applauding that. And I'm like, fam, it took him 18 shots to get it. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? For for Russ's sake, he needs to just go to one of these teams. So just just who? Just just get get them to the seven AFC. This who get your numbers, right? Like, look, and again, I'm a, and this is what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So this is his last ten. His last ten, right? He had a ten for eighteen, five for fifteen, and this is just how he shot from the floor. Ten for eighteen, five for fifteen, ten for eighteen, ten for sixteen, nine for twenty-one, four for eight, nine for sixteen, three for nine, four for eight, nine for eighteen, right? In those, he had a 31, 20, 29, 25, 23, 10, 24, 9, 8, 19. Right? Yeah. Now, keep all that what I said in mind. Right? Because what we also need to put into consideration and what we need to put in context. Let me pull it up here. Because this is the same Lakers team. That in their last in, in, in those 10 games that supposedly you know um that supposedly how great Russ is in their last 10. Let's see what is today. Okay, so 
12. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. 1, 2, 3, 4. They're 6 and 4 in their last 10, right? Mm-hmm. Which is solid. Which is solid. Now, ask me how many times um, in terms of leading them in points. Ask me how many times it was Russ. How many? None. Zero. Ask me how many. Like, none. Zero. 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 Zip, zip, zip. Like, that, that's, not, that's not right. But again, I was told he was a phenomenal scorer. That's what I was told. Mm-hmm. I was told he was that great. You know what I mean? The last time he led them in terms of points, the last time was when they lost to New York. That was the last time. Like, 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 like we need to we need to put this in context. The dude is also a turnover machine, bro. And it's not even close, man. It's not even close. Like for his career. How, how old is Russ again? Since you on his 33. 33. Yeah. So he's averaging, you know what I mean? So his career, in his career, he averages about 4.1 turnovers per game. Um in terms of how he is for the Lakers right now, about 4.6. Turnovers? Turnovers per game. That's how many he's averaging per game. Right? For context, for context, um, he's giving you almost two turnovers. I'm sorry. He's giving you, for every assist he gives you, it's about a turnover and a half. For every assist he, for every assist he gives you. So, do I think he needs to retire? No. But at some point. He got to start thinking about what. What he want to do, like, you just got to sell. Like, you're not that guy no more. Yep. Uh, real guy. quick, Green and Yuki. So, apparently, the Yankees might sign Carlos Rod- uh, Rodon. Um, I've heard that, but at the same time, it can't be official with the lockout and all that stupid shit or whatever. So, we'll find out. It's going to be very interesting if they can because that is one of the problems that they have in terms of their bullpen. Um, They're not sure with Luis Severino. Um, they're, They kind of want to take a more, you know, patient approach with him. So, you know, and James Tyone, he's really not that guy. They just lost Corey Kluber. Um, so they're, you know, they're not ready to bring up Debbie Garcia just yet. So there's a lot of things that's kind of going in. So if they can get Carlos Rodin, who came off a great year, have him be your one or your two, you know, then after that, you know, your two top pitchers will be him and Garrett Cole. Then your three will probably be, you know, someone else they'll sign. You know, it, it, they do have a lot they need to work with. But um, for, for the Yankees, this would be a good pickup. Um, but I, like I said, I'm, I'm going to end it with this. If the Lakers really had this conversation, they just need to go ahead and trade him. Because in less than, what, four months? Like, you can't say he's the savior. Yeah, we need he's the missing piece. Then now having internal conversations about trading him, and at the same time, I don't know if if I don't know how this is gonna bode well for Russ because Russ is gonna be like, all right, fuck this noise. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Russ ain't the type of dude to kind of be like, oh, okay, I'll I'll fall in line. Like yeah. Russ is like, hey yo, what the fuck y'all talking about? So it's gonna be yeah. very intriguing to see where they go from here. Somebody got to get the blame. Facts. Last topic we want to talk about, Kemba Walker. Um, Knicks pulled him out of the rotation, right? Now, for the Knicks, this is this is something that's very interesting to me. Extremely interesting, right? Tom Thibodeau, he benched Kemba. He was like, look, you know, this isn't good. It's not working out for us. Um, you know, sucks. Hell of a player, but we need to move on, et cetera, et cetera. All that shit, right? With Kemba in the lineup, they were 10 and 9. Right? Now, disappointing, sure, but nothing crazy. Since then, they've been 2 and 11. Mm. So they pulled him out. And what's interesting to me, this is what's wild to me, something I'll never in my life fully understand. Maybe you can, maybe you, uh, Mike, can explain mm-hmm. something for me, right? Because I'm at a loss, right? They pull Kemba Walker 
Pokemon Walker. Yeah, Evan Fournier still is finding himself getting minutes. <laughs> Let me say that one more time. They'll pull Kemba, but somehow, some way, Evan Fournier is still getting numbered. Yeah, that's, that's a bad. That was a peach on four, but I'm looking at his stats. One like, for five, two like, for eight, bro, three for eight. He's yeah, uh, from the floor. He's shooting um forty percent from the floor, thirty six percent from three. With that thirty six is all. It's it's like his second worst in his career. Second worst. I think at one year he thought he he shot like thirty five percent. Like, you know what I mean? His like <laughs> to me, it just, it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Um. I'm just going to spit out a couple of his beautiful stat lines that, you know, some of the, the mitt work that this man has done. Um, his last five, seven, seven, nine, six, and two. When he gave the first time he gave him seven points, three for eight. Second time he gave him seven, two for six. Um, and by the way, two for six, that's the field goal. That's not even from three. Not even from three. Um, Raptors, nine points, three for eight. Um, the Bucks. Beautiful creme, creme de la creme, um, two for eight with a phenomenal <laughs> showing from the three point line, bro. He was lights out the three point line, going a whopping one for seven. <laughs> then, um, last night when they took an L to the Warriors, he decided to say, You know what, enough of the slander on my name, I'm gonna step up. And he gave us a whopping two points. Going with a phenomenal one for five from the field and a phenomenal top tier level of a zero from four from the three point line. Yet, some fucking how Kemba Walker can't get burnt. I look at it like that contract. You're not for the city guy, uh, you paying 18 million. Kemba Walker is easy to get rid of. I think if Fournier was on the same deal as Kemba, he'd be benched. You just not finna bench a guy making eighteen million. You might trade him, but I don't think they're gonna. I'm fuck that. I'm, I, if if you really want to keep him, I'm benching him. No bullshit. I'm fucking because look, if you trade for Evan Fournier, you're not gonna get much for him anyway. I mean, let, let let's put this in context. You're not gonna get much for for Evan Fournier. Yeah. Who, even though he's young, I, I think he's only like what twenty nine. He's not. He's not thirty. He's under thirty. But there's no way you're gonna get for a thirty year old who plays like he's older. Like, let's put that in context. Dude plays like he's freaking older than LeBron. Okay, doesn't give you defense. He doesn't really like. He's basically a sharpshooter. That's it. That's it. He's like he, he's 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 like. He's like a he's like a uh, a cheaper version of Kyle Korver, who's out there solely for shooting. That's all he is. He's out there for shooting. He's not giving you that. Why? You might as well bench him to be like, all right, look. Because again, is kept right now. Who's better, Kemba Walker, or Evan Fournier? Kemba. Right. If you can bench Kemba, who's the better player? I don't give a shit how much. How much does it? And Greedy Yuki with the comment, phenomenal. Dude's playing like he's fifty-six years old. No, no, and this is not a lie. Not a lie. The way, like, he already plays older. So when people say Evan Fournier, they're like, oh, yeah, bro, he's like 35, 36. Nah, homie, he's not even 30. This is what, technically speaking, the prime of his career? <laughs> and again, the fact that Kemba's getting benched and Evan Fournier is still getting touches blows my mind. And I get the financial side you're talking about. But if you really, me personally, at some point, you need to understand that when it comes to the whole financial side, at some point, you're going to need to make a point. You, you have to. You have to make a point. You got to go and say, you know what? It is what it is. We like you, but ain't no way. You're playing like shit, man. We got to punch you. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, bro. If you're playing but, like shit, you got to get benched. But not a lot of coaches uh... – can do that to a player because now you say to a player you hurt his feelings and uh, it's the, like but but Evan Fournier is not a a do or die player yeah. like at best 
I mean wholeheartedly. At best, the dude is like a sharpshooter. Like, like, come on, bro. Like, at I mean, best, he's a he's a role player. Game, the games he he's hot. You love him, and then but he can't go cold, and he can't have a stretch where he's cold like he on now. So and that's to, what I'm saying. Like, it's the same with Kemba. Like, Kemba can get hot. No, and no, Kemba can get cold. Nah, bro. Nah, because this is what I would have done. This is what I would have done. Um, greeting you with the comment. Hell, AP is playing better than him, and he ain't even a basketball player. Seriously, this old man needs to retire. <laughs> they say old man, they're referring to Evan Fournier. When it comes, what I would have done personally, because Kevin Walker was shooting great from three. He was shooting yeah. like 40% from three-point line. I would have made him be Evan Fournier. I would have sat down and been like, all right, Kembo, we got two options here. Either A, you play like a sharpshooter, and we basically use you for sharpshooting purposes. Yeah, I wouldn't I would have him come off the I would have him come off the bench. I would have told him, yeah, um, Kimbo, we need you a spark, come off the bench. Right. And that's right, that's right. Now I wouldn't I, I don't even think you need to really have him coming off the bench. You just really tell him, bro, you're gonna you're 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 gonna adjust your play style a little bit. And you're gonna and by the way, Tom Thibodeau, who's a defensive-minded coach, again, he benches Kemba Walker. Yeah, Evan Fournier, who literally is a definition of a fucking defensive liability. Steph Curry plays better defense than this dude, and he's still in the lineup. I mean, let's put some context in this, bro. You know what I mean? Like, like when you really look at this, this to me, 110%, and I mean this wholeheartedly with disrespect, is the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my entire fucking life, bro. Like, this is some dumb shit. If we're going to be honest, because again... You're telling me why you're benching Kemba and Evan Fournier still playing. And um, by the way, I will say this. I believe right now, Kemba Walker, if you put him back in, I think Kemba Walker right now will, will play will play way better. I mean, I I, I agree because what, what the Knicks missing – it's a real bucket gift. Like, the, everybody on their team can be hot. They can be cold. Like, Julius Randle can have a 30-point game, and he can have three games where he's, like, two for 20, two for 18 or something like that. Like, they need a real bucket getter. That's, that's to me, what I think the Knicks probably are. They, they, they need an uh, actual star. Like, Randle is not – actual 1A or RJ Barry, they both still got flaws in their games and they both streaky scores. Like everyone on that roster is just streaky. I, I'm 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 laughing at because I remember beginning of the season Knicks fans was killing me in the conversation. Oh we gonna be better than the Bulls. We gonna be killing the Bulls. Like the first game we played against the Knicks man the Knicks fans were running around the United Center, bing bong, bing bong, bing bong. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Bro, it's, it's, it's one game. Look at them now, on the outside looking in. Right, and again, like for me, and we still in second place at not playing a game this week. COVID. Yeah, which which is wild, bro. Like you guys, you guys got hit real bad, and I feel bad but at the same time. I don't because. <laughs> And, and and this is even a shot because here's the thing. When it came to this whole, you know, coronavirus thing, right? The league fucked up by not thinking something like this could possibly yeah. happen. Right? Like, the instant when, when they started doing the whole vaccine mandate thing, the instant somebody said, one person, doesn't matter how good the deal, one of them said, I don't. I'm, I'm scared to take it. I don't feel comfortable. Whatever the case may be. Once one person said that, immediately they should have been like, "Damn, potentially this could lead to somebody else saying it." Then we have a few people saying it. Then maybe what if a whole team gets it? Like, what if yeah. this happens in some world? Well, it will never happen. But what if it does? Shouldn't we have something in place just in case this were to happen? Yeah, like it all. It always take one person to speak up. Everybody like, damn, I, this on my mind, but I don't want to be the first one to say it. So when the the first person said, oh, everybody feel good about this, and now everybody gonna be like, oh yeah, I feel this way too because somebody already spoke out about it. Right. 
So, for me, man, it, it, it's just ridiculous, man. I'll be, I'm going to keep it a stack with you, bro. Um, like, you know, they should have had something. Um, but it, it, no, they they needed that money. They ain't, they want to lose no money, so it's and, like, and, and I understand, you know, you know, they they want to, you know, have money. I get that, you know, I understand. But here's kind of my whole thing when it comes to that. I'm not gonna sit here and say, you know, um, I, I'm not gonna say, oh yeah, you know, um, like, you know, these guys, whatever. Like, not like at the end of the day, the league fucked itself over because they either a did not have the conversation with themselves, which is very irresponsible, or B, which I this is where I think they went, started the conversation, then thought, nah, it'll never happen, and then moved yeah. the fuck on. They they could at least did this season 50% in stadium just to see how just to see how do they went straight to um full capacity and then some of that blame got beat on the ticket holders because I went I went to a few Bulls games already and um they don't even read the name you show them something they just look at it and you're in half them don't even read the card yep so it was like so yeah they don't they don't really care uh you, Brittany, you give it the comment saying the NFL is dealing with COVID too um we got like 72 players getting the 19 um yeah right now currently um it is uh, over 70 players and the NBA is at 30 plus and the numbers for both for both sports are climbing. I don't know if you heard what we said earlier, uh, Gritty Yuki, but um, Ontario, like Toronto, they're cracking back down on COVID. So now all the arenas are can now only be filled to 50% capacity. So that it, means it should have been like that. The senators, the, um, the, there's one more team I'm missing. The, the, no, no, that's I was about to say the Blackhawks, but that's Chicago. Um, it was the Senators, the May, I think the Maple Toronto Leaf Raptors, is, it's Toronto Maple Leaf. I think that's uh, and the Maple team. Leafs. Yes, yes, yes. I believe yes, it was the Maple Leaf. Where now it's all fifty percent, like only a fifty percent capacity. And look, I genuinely believe that's how it's going to be because they're going to have to make a decision. So you, you think they do with the other fifty percent who got the tickets? You think real they... quick, real quick, Mike, hold on to that thought. Uh, Gritty Yuki with the banger. I just to literally this. piggyback off of what you was just saying, Mike. You can bring a card from 1967, and you're still getting in the damn arena. Yes. And, but but the problem with that is when it's at full capacity, they don't care. Yeah, they're trying to get everybody in. Exactly. Now, when it's at 50 capacity or 50 percent capacity with less people. Maybe they're more inclined to care, and they're more inclined to actually but look. The game I went to, I was I was late. I think I arrived at the first quarter, and I, so I had my ID ready. I had my 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 car ready. I think I, he's from the A, so he he like, oh, let me see your card. I had to show him the car. He didn't even asked for the ID. Like he I, it could have been my dad's card. And I'm like, cool, like, yep. And and so, and that's just, that's the sad part about it. And man. the Bears they don't ask for that. Shit. They let you walk right walk right in. Nah, yeah, they don't. And and the crazy part about it is like you know, like doing that, letting people just come and sit willy nilly. Like that's what contributes to you know the Raptors and potentially other teams starting to put back the capacity limit. And guess what? If they if they put the capacity limit, guess what that means. We're one step closer to another bubble that nobody wants. The fans don't want it. The players don't want it. The coaches don't want it. Executives don't want it. And the leagues don't want it. So it's like, what are we doing here? Gritty and Yuki with two comments back to back. But the first one, I'm not really surprised the Raptors are doing that because they don't want to risk um risk that stuff. But I feel like the, N- the NFL should be doing the same thing with their stadiums. And they should be. Will they? We don't. Like, honestly, we got like. And I'm I'm I understand this. When it comes to this stuff, the NBA and the NFL, they're not gonna do anything until they have to. Like if there's a one percent chance that they don't have to do it, they won't do it. They're they're not gonna put a capacity. And another another thing, Mike. Uh, Greedy Yuki said, "Hey, Mike, what's like going to Soldier Field?" And you you get the you show them the ticket and you and you win. That's pretty much it. Yep. The, um, the uh, people who passing out the peanuts, the beers, they ain't got no mask. 
people behind the uh the counter cooking the food they ain't got no man so it's pretty much a, a packed arena like everybody just walking around they don't ask for nothing the the bulls they at least ask for the car but they don't check the id you just show them anything and they look at it if, if it say uh COVID shot or whatever it say that's that you right on there and again the sad part about it you know and look man look i i get it sucks to have to do that stuff but here's my whole take on it i'd rather have to do all this shit for six months kill this fucking whole corona shit and move on rather than have to you know been like, Dude, what, you know, have to years? open and close and open and close. And now it's to the point where, like, you know, to the they're you know, they're now when it comes to going in and out of the country, right? Like when you play the for instance, the Toronto Raptors, right? Um, or the um, because I believe it was the NBA that's either the NBA or the NFL. No, no, it's gotta be the NBA because there's no NFL teams up there, so it's gotta be the NBA when you go out and play in Canada. And you come back since you're crossing a border, they're trying to make you wait, do like two weeks of, of quarantine because mm-hmm. you're because you were in a different country. Yeah, you know, and it's like it's yeah. at, at some point we we gotta get our shit together at some point. Yeah, I think the NF, I mean, I think, I think the NBA might make a change soon because, like they said, the season's still early. The NFL really only got four weeks left, and then they ain't really had to worry about half the league. So if they can get if they if they get through these four weeks, get to the playoffs, you down to like what fourteen teams. But here's my problem with that, Mike. Here's my problem with that. And by the way, Green Yuki with another comment. Um, they're saying because they're going in and out. They're saying yeah because of the agreement with the NFL and the CFL, which yeah that definitely plays it. But here's my problem with that, Mike. Imagine if. If like all this stuff, like what happened with the Bulls, imagine if that happens in the playoffs. Yeah. Now I think, I think they, might, team, they might postpone playoffs and they might and, put, they and, might and now that. and now that's the problem because now the other teams who aren't are gonna get mad at that. Yeah. But then if you go and say, Well, you got sick, you you know, you're you're screwed or whatever, the people who like you know on that team, like let's say you gotta miss some games and they just give you the L, they're <laughs> gonna be mad. So now the league is probably gonna be like, "Fuck it, we're canceling the season." Now or, where do we go from there? Or they might, or they might give you two weeks before the playoff just to quarantine and then come play. I, I don't know. It's, it's it's a lot of things that you know you can't really. You just gotta be your p's and q's and just do the right thing. Man. I don't know, man. It's like the world we live. It's going on two years with this, so it's, it seems like life itself, like. Wake and up. I'll be honest with you, bro. This, this, this is never gonna end. Yeah, it's never gonna end. It, it never, it never, it's never gonna end. And it's, it, it's a complete and utter shame. Um, last comment of the night. Gritty Nuki said, "Watch them my for the game against the Eagles because of their COVID situation." And I guarantee, if they do that, they're gonna be all pissy wissy and they're gonna be mad about it. And it's like, especially considering that these two teams are jockeying for playoff position. Like the Washington football team is still in the playoffs. And the Eagles are right behind them. Mm-hmm. Not only that, this is a divisional game. So, the, like, this matters, you know? It's not like Tampa Bay playing the Jags, you know, where it's kind of like, <laughs> you know, whatever, this shit really don't matter. Just get a Buccaneers to win. They're going to win either way. Exactly. So, like, it's tough. It really is, man. But hopefully, hopefully they could figure it out. That's really all I can hope for at this point. You mean like the bubble? It's not really that I don't mind it. It's just for me, it's uh for me, the reason I personally don't like the bubble is because there's always gonna be those fans out there who say it doesn't count because it was the bubble. Yeah. That's why I personally don't like the bubble. Because for me personally, I don't care if it's a bubble or not. For you to win, you're winning, right? To me, you're the champ. Whether I like you, whether I hate you, it is what it is. First, it's kind of the same thing what people do with the with the bucks, right? I'm not a fan of the Bucks, and they were like, "Oh yeah, well they got away with it because Kevin Durant shoe was too big." And it's like, okay, I get it, yeah. but guess what? At the end of the day, Kevin Durant's foot was on line. No matter no matter how you look at it, his foot was on line. They made it, 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 he made it. But guess what? It was still the, you know, that one point screwed him over. It is what it is. You know, I agree. I agree with you on both. Like with the whole bubble situation, it's like 
the things we never we didn't stay in the bubble, so they had to go to things yes. in the bubble. And it's like we all we all played sports. When you grow, you play sports in an empty arena, anyways. Because yeah, exactly. So, so I, I never really is- say LeBron James that, that championship run was a flu or anything. I, I gave them they respect. They they won that championship, you know. Right. And as far as the uh the Buck situation. If I'm on the team, I don't care if the next person hurt. I'm trying to get my ring. So it's like, I'm not going to feel no type of way. I, I'm a champion. Right. So it's like, you can't control things happen. And it, unfortunately, it happened. And, and and that's one thing I say is like, let's say, let's say, you know, we're playing against an injured team. Are we supposed to, you know, go easy? Exactly. Like, is that, is that what I'm supposed to do? No. Uh, Gritty Yuki, you may not be a fan of the Buccaneers, but still a fan of Tom Brady 110%. Uh, when he left us, I was I wasn't mad. I was upset because obviously we lost Tom Brady, but I understood why he left because we were he you know he need like we literally his last year had the worst wide receiver room in the league and it wasn't even close. Wasn't yeah, us, even close. Us Bears fans thought we had a small chance to to get him before honestly before before I thought Buccaneers was legit. I thought maybe. Maybe he could have went there. Maybe. Yeah. Last comment for the night, Gritty and Yuki. Oh, look, an interesting time to throw 10 touchdowns. Look, man, <laughs> that's just how it is. Like, if you're hurt, it sucks. But that doesn't mean me. If, if I'm playing a hurt team, I'm not going to take it easy. I'm not going to yeah. be nice. Fuck that. Because if, if a politic knows some dirt, they're going to use the dirt. So yeah. you know, argument, so. Exactly. That's just how it is. You yeah. take every advantage you possibly can, and you go from there. So for me, that that's just how I look at it, you know. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Prideful Takes. Um, if you guys see any any news out there you guys like, feel free tag us in it, and we'll put it on the show. Uh, catch us on Facebook, Prideful Takes. Uh, we be putting up all sorts of updates and all that good stuff there. If you don't have Facebook, you're in luck because we're also on YouTube at Prideful Takes. We go live on YouTube as well as Facebook. Visit our website website www.pridefultakes.com. Not only is every episode of the podcast up there, we also have original articles. And check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, the Prideful Takes Podcast. One thing. Go ahead, Mike. And we 32 followers away from 100, just to throw that out there. You said what now? We are 32 followers away from on the uh, Facebook uh, page. All we need is 32 more followers to reach oh, that 100 yes, mark. Yep. Yes, yes, sir. Um, and the in terms of followers on Facebook, we have hold on. Why was it not letting me? Why are you there? It is. Uh, we got sixty-eight followers on Facebook. So the the upwards fight to get to one hundred, we will get there. And then after that, it's two, then five, then a thousand, and I one day we will take over the world but it has <laughs> been your boy pride on behalf of mike we will i will be back here on friday be safe ladies and gentlemen knew where that was going that was a great read Ooh, lillard from the logo battle quiet the two on the season second and one for the bills they handle the rush Allen looking it's out to to show Center field, let's watch it go! Did several of those inside low kicks.